0: Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right. Welcome back, Ranger fans and Penguin fans. we got a very special crossover edition for you guys today. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins. Hunter, how are we doing today, buddy?
2: Not too, too bad, man. You know, it looks like the uh, 2021 couldn't save the Penguins injury bug. We'll touch on that later in this episode. But other than that, uh, I'm doing pretty good today.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I believe last season, you know, the Rangers and Penguins had kind of an early season matchup, I believe, like early November. And you were actually the first crossover episode I ever did with any of the other Lockdown hosts. And, you know, it went great. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, we'll have to do this when they play each other again. And then lo and behold, that's the only Ranger-Penguin matchup of the entire season. We get all these games canceled because of the pandemic. But good to be talking some hockey again here, for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I feel honored that I was your first ever uh, crossover
1: (laughs) during that season. Yeah, yeah. It's been been 14 months. I I checked it today. 14 months since the last Ranger-Penguin matchup. So I think we're both definitely looking forward to this. I'm sure both fan bases are looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, so far this season... A little bit of a mixed bag for both of our teams. You guys start with two straight losses in Philly. You bounce back with two straight home wins against the Capitals, one in a shootout and one in overtime. Uh, broad question here, but how are you feeling about this team so far, two and two, four games into the season here?
2: You know, I'm not really sure what to make them just yet. Um, they're kind of a conflicting team. They'll start out the game, you know, playing the 20 minutes of just pure garbage. And then in the second and third period, they just wake up. And then the third period, of the last couple games, I mean, they've smothered the Capitals pretty well. I mean, in the Sunday game, 11 shots in the last 45 minutes, only seven of them 5v5. And the Penguins played the last game with only four defensemen in the last 25 minutes of the game. And I don't recall the Capitals having a single good look um, on Casey Smith. It was just a testament to how uh, great defensively they were. So if the Penguins can play a full 60 minutes and get average goaltending, they're going to win a lot of games. But, you know, they actually have to start the game on time. Um, So we'll see if they can do that on Friday against the Rangers.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, for the Rangers, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a similar story, although it's weird with them because they start off with kind of a flat performance on opening night in Madison Square Garden against the Islanders, arguably their greatest rival. They lose that game 4-0. And then they bounce back, and they just look like a completely different team a couple of nights later. They absolutely slaughtered the Islanders 5-0. And then in this last game, you know, I thought the Rangers actually had the better of play, especially if you take the first 10 or 12 minutes out of the equation. They did start a little slow in the game against the Devils. But I thought they overall played better than the Devils did uh, for the rest of that game. It was just kind of the Mackenzie Blackwood show. He made a lot of really great saves, 47 saves in all, and uh, just kind of stole one from the Rangers there. But, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, your goaltending as well. And I noticed that Tristan Jerry off to a tough start this year, and, you know, I realize it's only two games, but are you at all nervous about him or, or you think he's capable of bouncing back and, uh, you know, being the goalie that you guys all expect him to be?
2: It's kind of a bit of both. Uh, I'm definitely nervous about it. There was It was always a big risk going into this season with two unproven goaltenders. I mean, Jari doesn't even have 50 games of the sample size for his uh, resume coming into this year. Um, the same was kind of said about Casey Smith. A lot of people in the offseason argued they should have gone after a veteran. You know, I wouldn't have minded, it, but, you know, wh- what were the options out there? There weren't, like, too many um, pretty good ones. Um, they still may do it if they continue to struggle. But I would expect Jari to start tomorrow. Um Sullivan said in the media did the other day that they just wanted to get some kinks out of this game, get his confidence back up. And Jim Rutherford also echoed as such in a piece on The Athletic today, just speaking to one of the reporters, said, yeah, I'm not really concerned just yet. I uh, wouldn't play him, put the blame on him for those first two games as much. But they still need better goaltending. I mean, I think they have the league's worst 5v5 goaltending right now. Um, So, if they can just get back to the average level with the way that they're playing just to start the game on time, like I said, man, this team will win a lot of games. So, I'm not concerned yet, but if it continues like this, you know, after maybe about five, ten games, well, more than five games, maybe about ten games, uh, I'll probably start to get pretty nervous.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, with the Rangers goaltending, it's kind of a uh, touch and go right now. Uh, they have announced it's going to be Igor Shostakov making his second start of the season. And I think Ranger fans, you know, most of us think that he's going to be the man going forward in the short term and in the long term. But I will say uh, he definitely had a hiccup on opening night against the Islanders, letting in four goals. And, you know, it's a situation where he didn't get much help. I mean, Basically, nobody played well on the Rangers on opening night, but they ended up going to Georgiev for the next game. He, of course, pitches a shutout and then uh, did not quite play as well against the Devils in this most recent game. But uh, definitely an interesting situation to keep track on uh, both of these teams' goalie situations because I think it's a situation where... You know, it's a little bit of an open competition for both. I mean, I think with you guys, maybe Jerry is, is probably has a stronger hold on the starting job. Uh, w- would you agree with that, that it's pretty much going to be Jerry over to Smith for the season?
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, they were just giving to Smith another start because he came in and provided a big spark in the Capitals game. Um, right. But it, it will be Jari's net for the most part moving forward. They gave him that nice contract over the offseason. I think it's like $3.2 million per year something like that for a few years. So, I mean, they're, they're going to ride with him for a
1: while, I would think. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, I was watching the NHL Network the other day and they have this segment on there. It's called Patience or Panic. And it's basically just what it sounds like. You know, they'll look at some early season storylines and uh, ask each other, do you have patience with this player or are you a little bit panicked about it? And one guy that they brought up was actually Evgeny Malkin. Uh, He was off to a slow start after three games. Uh, He did get the game time goal against the Caps in the most recent game. I saw that. But, uh, I mean, I'll ask you the same question that these guys were asking each other: Patience or panic with evgeny Malkin as far as uh you know somewhat of a slow start for him at least by his standards.
2: just a little more patience um you know i I am kind of getting a little bit worried, but I'm not gonna push the full on panic button yet. He did have a goal in the last game against washington and then in the third period, you know i just I saw that that classic Malkin just galloping through people, knifing through defenders like it was nothing, they're just like the long strides with his skating. Um, that was, That's like the peak of getting Malkin that we're all used to seeing. So um, we'll see how he does on Friday. You know, he's been a bit lazy <laughs> a little bit in the first three games. I mean, he couldn't keep an easy um, – on the power play, I think it, there was an easy pass to the point, and he couldn't keep it in. You know, he was barely shooting the puck. I think – He took them until the third game of the season to register his first shot on net. And even then, he looked a bit hesitant to do it. Um, But, you know, had a beautiful slap shot goal against the Capitals on Tuesday. So, you know, I'm not really sure what to think yet. But, you know, I'm still in the patience for right now. I think we could see a breakout coming from Geno soon.
1: Yeah, I think it's just too early in general to hit the panic button on just about anybody. Because, you know, we're only three games into the season in the case of the Rangers, four games into the season in the case of the Penguins. And, you know, you look at somebody like Evgeny Malkin, that goes doubly true for him because I mean, you look at the track record that this guy has, I mean, he's been at least a top 10 player in hockey for what, about a decade now, maybe a little bit more than a decade at this point.
2: Yeah. 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 Honestly, probably since like 2008 or something like that. So yeah, I mean, I'm not super worried yet. I mean, I, I and some others in the fan base have kind of ragged on him a little bit, just because we, we all know he has a much higher level to his game. But right. you know, there's only a week and a half of training camp. Um, they've only played four games. We'll see how he's doing, you know, at like the 10 or 11 game mark.
1: Gotcha. So um, anybody who's kind of impressed you in the early goings, anybody who's maybe uh, exceeded expectations? And again, I know it's very early. We're just four games into the penguin season. But anybody who's kind of jumped out, maybe given you a little bit more than you would have expected this season so far?
2: Yeah, there's a couple. Um, Mark Jankowski on the third line side for 700K. Never thought he was going to do anything offensively. Uh, his, uh, his game has exceeded expectations. He already has three points in the team's first four games. He uh, dropped seven points in like six games last year in Calgary. So he's already basically got more than ha- almost half of that to, of this year. So um, him playing with Brandon Tanev. Tanev, um, he's just, He's a menace. I know he only played in one game because of those visa issues, but he was their best skater um, against Washington in that game. He was the direct um, cause of that first goal just because he came in the offensive zone with such a burst of speed, fired the puck on net, and then the goalie vanadryk just couldn't handle it, and then two of the Penguins are right there to just um, put the rebound back in and clean up the garbage. So I'm really excited to see how he does um, moving forward, playing with Sidney Crosby. You all know what you're going to get from Sid. He's been great, too. Other than that, though, I mean, those are the big players I think that have stood out. I mean, we all know John is going to keep getting better. But, um, yeah, man, it's mostly just been them. I mean, I would also, I guess, to finish up, Chad Ruedel came in for Cody Cece these last couple games, and Cece didn't play bad by any means. He actually looked fine as a number six guy. But, you know, I don't think Chad Ruedel deserves to come out of the lineup for how he's played the last couple games.
0: I know talking about Chad Ruedel can be fun for this fan base, but it is time to talk about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: It's funny you mention that, because right now the Rangers are kind of dealing with a similar situation with their defensemen. They've got seven guys for six spots, and, you know, on opening night, uh, Brennan Smith was the odd man out. He was the healthy scratch, and then uh, Tony D'Angelo did not play well. Again, nobody played well on opening night for the Rangers, with the possible exception maybe being the fourth line. I thought they had a pretty good night, but nobody played well for the Rangers on opening night for the most part, and Tony D'Angelo took a holding penalty and then made the situation worse as he's going off the ice. uh, You know, he said something to the ref and also slammed the door of the penalty box and ends up getting an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on top of that. So as a result of that, David Quinn makes him a healthy scratch for the second game. And then the Rangers, they're fantastic in the second game. They win the game 5 to nothing against the very same Islander team that just embarrassed them a couple nights before. And so as a result of that, they keep D'Angelo as a healthy scratch for the third game as well. I think for this game against the Penguins, I mean, sooner or later, you got to put Tony D'Angelo back into the lineup. I know his defense can leave something to be desired at times, but he's enough of a force offensively that I think it's worth it to have him out there. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough because do you take Brennan Smith back off the ice? I, I wouldn't really want to do that either because I think he's played very well in the two games that he's been out there. I personally would pull your old buddy, Jack Johnson off the ice and make him the healthy scratch. And uh, you know, I got, <laughs> I, your old, your best friend, right? Your favorite player. Um, yeah. Um,
2: I, I was going to ask you about that, man. H- how yeah. has it been? Wa- how has it been watching him so far? Um, cause you know, um, us Penguins fans, we had to go through that hell for two seasons. So as the uh, <laughs> I I saw he was also trending on Twitter after that last game, if I'm not uh, mistaken.
1: Yeah, people were not happy with him. I don't think it's been a complete disaster, but that's about the nicest thing I have to say about it because he has not been good. (laughs) I mean, I think think that's fair to say as well. Apparently, Jacques Martin has a a pretty big say, you know, your old assistant coach, about uh, which defensemen are are dressed on game night. And for whatever reason, he seems to be a huge fan of Jack Johnson. Uh, Johnson on opening night had a play where he tried to dump the puck into the attacking zone and it hit the linesman and the next thing you know the Islanders are going the other way on kind of an odd man rush and they score a goal and on one hand it's like all right well you know stuff happens you know every now and then you're going to hit the one of the officials with the puck it takes a bad bounce it is what it is but on the other hand it's like man this is a pretty simple play you know just dump the puck into the zone don't hit the officials. so that was kind of an inauspicious start for Johnson there but uh i don't know i mean i again i, I don't think it's been a complete disaster i don't hold my breath every single time that he's on the ice but he hasn't been great either you know there was a he had a turnover in this most recent game against the devils i mentioned that sluggish start that they had the first 10 minutes or so but he was trying to skate the puck out of the ranger zone and somebody basically just snuck up from behind and just took it right away from him so uh he has not been great he has not been great but i'm still hopeful that he can at least exceed expectations if for no other reason than the fact that the expectations were so low to begin with
0: yeah I
2: don't really know what the expectations for were for him to begin with
1: there. I mean, I know he's only signed for one year at
2: like one million, but even then, you know, I don't know what you really expect him to do. um yeah, I just, I see uh, a couple of my Rangers buddies just always complaining about him, and I'm like, you know what? That's basically what we were doing for the last uh two years um I don't think he's going to get a tribute video in Pittsburgh. Um, I think it would be funny <laughs> if they did give him one, but you know I, I I'm excited to see how he looks coming back to Pittsburgh.
1: What they ought to do is, and I think teams everywhere should do this, if you have a guy who used to be on your team and it didn 't go well there, put a tribute video of him on the board before the game, but make it like all of his low lights and just show him like screwing up and just try to get in his head before the game
2: yeah that that would actually be hilarious. I, I would honestly do that during the game too, just to screw with him a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah why not i mean it 's a very mental game, you know if you get off your uh, off off your game just a little bit, you know that, that can be the edge that the other team needs. But, uh... yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to ask, uh, Howie Also, um, has Panarin looked pretty good so far? I mean, I know he had one of the, fi- uh, one of the best 5v5 seasons last year. I mean, I think he won- should have won the Hart Trophy. I also saw Zabanejad battling a little bit of injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, tell me about that
1: so yeah with Panarin I mean he's just being Artemi Panarin basically you know he got a couple of goals against the Islanders in the second game and a couple of assists in this most recent game against the Devils and uh he he just he's so explosive there was actually a play or Brennan Smith who I just mentioned who I, I thought has played well when he's been in there uh he went down and blocked a pass for the Islanders and then got back up all in one motion and just passed right through the neutral zone Artemi Panarin's behind the defense he's flying in all alone and what he actually did was and and there was a Ranger analyst, Steve Valica, who had great analysis of this. But uh, some goalies in the NHL now, what they're doing with their glove hand is they're kind of cheating up because they expect everybody to go top shelf. And Panarin seemed to recognize that, that the glove was already kind of moving up uh, from uh, – who was I think it was – no, it wasn't Varlamov. It was their other goalie. Uh, his name escapes me right now. But he saw the guy base – basically uh, cheating up with his glove and shot underneath the glove for the goal. So just a beautiful goal there. Uh, He's just such a great facilitator. His passing is so good. He's put it right on people's tape a couple of times. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward with him because they've kind of retooled that line a little bit. He's still out there with Ryan Strom. Strom's off to a bit of a slow start to the season. But it looks like on Friday... Uh, Pavel Buchnevich who's gotten off to an outstanding start for the Rangers, it looks like he's going to be out there with him. I know Panarin and Buchnevich are very close, and like I said, Buchnevich has looked really good to start the season, so I'm definitely mm-hmm. interested to in seeing uh, what that line can do together. And for Zibanejad, you know, with the NHL, they're always so secretive about these injuries, you never know exactly what's going on, but uh, he was held out of a recent practice, uh, yesterday's practice, due to what they were just calling a maintenance day, but he was, double over, he was doubled over in some pain uh, during the last game against the Devils on the bench, so Uh, We'll see. It's kind of touch and go. I I do believe, I remember seeing that they expect him to play, but I don't think anything's set in stone just yet. Um, And Mika's Mika, you know, he's going to go out there and he's going to make things happen. So uh, obviously, fingers crossed that they have him on Friday and that he can go out there and, uh, you know, help the Rangers put their best foot forward against a tough opponent here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I always love watching Panarin, man. He's one of my favorite players to watch around the league. Um, I was so you know, I love watching Zibanejad, too, because he's just really can come into his own ever since leaving Ottawa. I mean, he had that outstanding season last year. I don't know if he's going to have that same kind of season this year. I think he would progress a little bit because I think his scoring was at a pace where it was just, like, I don't know how sustainable it was. But um, I just, I, that, those obviously are going to be the two biggest um, players for the Penguins to watch tomorrow. And defensively, it's going to be a, a big task because Dumoulin and Latang are going to have to eat a lot of minutes for them.
0: I'll get you guys back to the preview episode in just a second, but before that, it is time to talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. Please write locked on and their how-did-you-hear-about-us box. They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Sabanajad, you know, seeing him come into his own with the Rangers ever since leaving Ottawa. The thing that I love, and I love this about any player in any sport, when you've got somebody who just gets better and better, and better every season that goes by. I mean, that's just so much fun to watch. And, you know, uh, I think we've talked about the five goal performance that he had against the Capitals on here uh, in previous crossover episodes that we've done, but that was the night when I think everybody realized just how good this guy really is. I mean, Ranger fans were kind of aware of it because we watch him every night, but that was when I feel like just the whole league took notice. I'm like, wow, man, this guy really is like an elite player in this league.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He he really is. I just, I love watching them, man, um, even though, you know, I'm not supposed to hate the Rangers, but, you know, they have some <laughs> players there that I absolutely, I love watching. I will go out of my way to always watch Artemi Panarin and Zibanejad. And, you know, even Adam Fox, we haven't even got to yet. He's going to be, I think, a top 10 defenseman in this league one day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same deal with him as a lot of Rangers. I thought he had a rough opening night, but, I mean, you'll rarely hear me saying anything bad about adam fox because i mean he's just vastly exceeded expectations i think people knew the offensive parts of his game were going to be there at the start of last season but he's been very good in his own end as well i uh, just looks like the total package i feel like ranger fans for like 20 or maybe even 25 years we've always kind of been looking for that next brian leach you know and i don't know if adam yeah. fox is going to get there brian leach was a phenomenal player and fox is just in his second season so he's got a long way to go but does that upside exist I think it does you know I think he has a chance to to be that kind of player and uh yeah just uh I think so too yeah and just just to kind of change gears here a little bit I want to get your thoughts on just the entire season in general you know we got this 56 game sprint you've got four separate divisions there's no crossover between the divisions uh what do you make about this are, are you into this just division matchups this year
2: yeah, I actually am, man. I, I really do think for the the division games next season, when, when they probably go back to being, like, conference-wide and, like, league-wide, they should do these these little couplet games, like, with Washington, with New York, like, with the big rivals, just because it'll reduce travel, and I think it just, like, it ignites the rivalries even more. Playoffs, though, different story. I hate, I mean, you know, do, do Penguins and Capitals fans really want to potentially face each other 15 times during a season? No. <laughs> I see with Flyers and the uh, – Flyers and the Penguins. I mean, would you guys want to face the Islanders 15 times in a season? Pro- That's pushing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's pushing it a little bit. But, I mean, I think eight times, is it's it's a lot. You know, I don't think fan bases can't even handle four or five games against each other. But it's still cool. Like I said, it gets rivalries to another level. Um, for the playoffs, though, I really wish they would have done something different, though. I do like the um, the playoff format for the last two rounds, like the Stanley Cup semifinals and everything, where they seed them one through four. I mean, for all we know, mm-hmm. John, we could have, like, a, a Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh Cup or something or a, a Washington pittsburgh cup or you know some like colorado vegas stanley cup or something you know that 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 is a matchup you'll probably never see in a stanley cup final again so i do like how the league did that but you know 56 games obviously there's not going to be any fans for basically all the season for most teams but you know a lot of the rivalries will really get i think much more heated um for this season
1: going into next year yeah, it's going to be crazy, man. You know, the Rangers just play the Devils, and, you know, the se- the schedule drops, and I'm looking through it, and, okay, we got a lot of back-to-backs. This is interesting. Yeah, we're only going to play teams that are in division. And then the one thing that just jumped off the page to me was the Rangers and Devils are going to play each other four times in six days, and that's in April. So it's getting toward the end of the season and into the playoff, you know, the push for the playoffs there. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, like, is, is anybody going to be left standing when this ends? I mean, is there anything like that on the Penguins schedule that you've noticed?
2: Um, I don't really think so. I think they have a New York trip coming up where they play. I think they have the Islanders for one. Then they go to New Jersey. Then they go back to Long Island for to play the Islanders. So <laughs> it, it, it is a bit that, – that's a weird one. Um, I don't really think they play any team three times in a row. It's mostly just, I think, all couplets for the Penguins. Um, after this, I think they go to Boston. I think they have Buffalo coming. I have to double-check the schedule, but it's nothing like, you know – four and six against like Philadelphia
1: or Washington. I don't think think they play Washington again for another month. Wow. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, And I figure, um, you know, we might as well go ahead and give our predictions for, I mean, I guess not just Friday's game, but they play each other on Sunday as well. Uh, How do you see this shaking out? I mean, you could give final scores. Anybody going to get on the score sheet for Pittsburgh? Uh, What do you expect from these two games here?
2: I think it'll probably be a split. I mean, I know the Eagles just came off two wins against um, Washington um, you know, more, more deserve, I think they deserve to win both of those games. But, you know, I'm not really sure if they'll get two more wins. I mean, they, if they do sweep them, it'll be because Tristan Jari played a lot better and that the defense um, cleaned up some of the breakdowns. So I'm not really sure about the latter one. Uh, Marcus Pedersen is out longer term because of that dirty hit from T.J. Oshie. I'm still not over that hit a little bit. Um, Yusuke yeah. Likula. Um, He will be also out longer term with – I don't really know what injury he got. I have to go back and watch that game again because I don't remember seeing a replay with his injury. He'll be out. That means P.O. Joseph will make his debut, and he came over in the Phil Kessel trade. Um, That means also Cody Cece will be in a top-four role. So um, if you want to take advantage of the Penguins' defense, this is the weekend to do it, John, because (laughs) Cody Cece will be playing with John Marino, I think, in the Penguins' second pairing um but yeah i see a split happening um as for some goal scores i think sid will get on the score sheet obviously i think gino will continue to play well i mean i'm hoping so at least and i think you finally see brian russ get his first goal of the season he's been kind of a sleeping giant he's been firing a lot of pucks on net and you know his, his time is coming where i think you're going to see a breakout from him and jason Zucker too he's been firing a lot of pucks i think he's going to get his first goal this season too um, final scores, I think maybe Friday, I think the Penguins will take that one, three to one. And then I think the Rangers on Sunday, uh, maybe three to two, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a split as well, though. I have the Rangers winning Friday and then maybe the Penguins taking okay. Sunday's game. I just feel like, uh, you know, Igor Shesterkin's getting back in the net. He actually subbed in for Georgiev in the third period of their most recent game. Uh, again, Georgiev just didn't have his A game against the Devils. And I think they saw it as an opportunity to, you know, give Igor Shesterkin a little bit of work before, uh, you know, getting back into the net here against the Penguins. Otherwise, it would have been more than a week since his last game action. But I think he's going to play well. I see the Rangers maybe picking up like a 4-2 to type of win on Friday. And then uh, on Sunday, I mean, I think something similar. Maybe like uh, 4-2 to Penguins, 3-2 to Penguins, 3-1 to Penguins, somewhere in that vicinity. But it's tough, man. You know, this is such a tough division that we're in. And it's almost like to make any headway, you know, you, you kind of have to split, you, you kind of have to sweep teams because, uh, you know, there's yeah. just, you know, there, there's so many back-to-backs. And if you just keep splitting and just keep splitting and just keep splitting, then you kind of just stay right in the middle there.
2: Yeah, it's the only way to do it, man. I completely agree with you. you you're going to have to sweep your rival teams um, if you if you want to make the playoffs. You know, I mean, that's exactly what the Penguins just did with the Capitals. They got back to 500. You know, you can't be like just splitting teams because if you keep doing that, I mean, you're like 500 your whole season. So if you want to make the playoffs in this division, you you got to sweep a lot of these uh,
1: couplet series. Absolutely. And uh, I wanted to ask you something because, you know, we're all aware that it's a 56-game regular season. Like we said, it's basically just a sprint to the finish. Uh, But the Penguins, you know, they obviously start with the two losses. They're 0-2. And then you're in overtime twice with the Capitals and once going to a shootout. I mean, did did it feel big to you? Did you feel do you almost feel like, man, the Penguins have to win these games? Because I mean, imagine if they lose both of those games in overtime. Now you're yeah. winless and you've only got two points after, you know, four games.
2: I completely, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying, John. Um, those were must-win games for Pittsburgh, especially in the um the, the, the first game on Sunday. You lose yeah. that game in regulation, or honestly, in a shootout. I mean, you're zero two and one, zero and three. That's equivalent to an zero and five and one, zero and six starting an eighty-two game season. How many teams make the playoffs after like an zero and six starting an eighty-two game season? Not yeah. really many at yeah. all. So, and then they had to you know win that one on Tuesday. So they kind of, in a way save their season with those two wins it's, it's, it's weird to say that but in the fifty-six right. game season you need to bank as many points as you can so now that they're back in it they're back to 500 and if they want to keep uh, uh, being on a, a pre- trajectory to make the playoffs you know it's got to be another sweep against the rangers who you know they've, they've kind of struggled at times this season but you know they still have a lot of elite players
1: on their team yeah it's funny you know calling that a must win it might be like a slight exaggeration but it's not a big exaggeration because like you just said it's the equivalent of starting like 0-5-1 in a normal season and you know you you cannot afford to dig yourself a hole especially in, in the eastern division which you know for my money looks to be the best of these four divisions these four realigned divisions in the nhl
2: yeah exactly man i totally agree with what you're saying um you know there's some other teams i think that have started a bit slow as well i think st louis has also started slow they got to pick it up. Um, yeah, just for all the teams that basically started slow, you know, now is the time you got to start banking points and start sweeping some of these uh,
1: teams in your own division. Totally agree, man. So, uh, yeah, listen, Hunter, this is a ton of fun, like it always is. And uh, we will definitely have to do this again. I mean, we got eight matchups this year, so we'll have to do a couple more crossover episodes.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. We can definitely do one the next time these two teams play. Or, you know, if that one doesn't work, we can do it uh,
1: the time after that, for sure. For sure, man. So, uh, Ranger fans, Penguin fans, thanks for tuning in.